Derek, nice to see you. How's it going, man? Good, good. I am so jealous because at the minute I am literally we're tra- having a chat before we come in, and I'm literally it's like minus four degrees here in the UK. And then Derek decided to drop the bomb that it's bright sunshine over where he is in the US, so um, he's not my favorite person anymore. Yeah, so I'm literally looking at my lake. It's 75 degrees and and sunny. That's that's winter time in South Florida, man. That's why I live here. South Florida, seventy-five. That's Fahrenheit. What's that in Celsius? Because you guys, you guys, the only country in the whole world that still deals in Fahrenheit, guys. Come uh, on. That's the only thing I know. I, I don't even know that it translates into. I know it translates into nice and sunny. That's what I know. <laughs> Fuck, fucking hot still. <laughs> I think I think Florida. Florida is going to be constantly hot, twenty-four-seven, isn't it? Pretty pretty much. I mean. Um, I, anything below 75 and I'm literally in a snowsuit. Like I am not built for anything other than massive humidity <laughs> and full-blown heat. Especially, so, especially with me and you being uh, follically challenged as we are, we feel it more. So it's like a disability in the cold when we've not got anything to keep our head warm uh, unless it's yeah, a hat right? or something like that, you know? So Yeah. Like, no, I'm not exaggerating. I wear sweat. I wear um, sweatshirts during the summertime. Like, <laughs> <laughs> i've always wanted to move to the us to be honest but i just don't know whereabouts i should go because i have to look at it being scottish i'm kind of allergic to the sun it's like my yeah. arch name is my arch nemesis we're not used to it up north of the border so we, we we just like it's like if it's snowing if it's not snowing it's a summer's day so that's a good thing so whenever i go on i tell you one time i actually went i went to on holiday uh to egypt and we went to egypt and i was up there with uh, with uh, uh <laughs> Crazy! I we went there. I was there for ten, uh, two weeks, and uh, I don't tan. As you can see, as I said, the Scottish thing. We don't tan. I go from blue to grey to white to red, and then I just go back to blue again. It's crazy. And uh, I'm sitting there at the beach, and obviously, you know, when you're on the beach, you're sitting there and you're getting you're getting chilled out, and you know that the people come round, uh, like the local people said, "Oh, come and do this. You want a massage and all that sort of stuff." Here's the flyer. And then the girl comes up to me. She went, oh, here's a flyer for the massage. And I was like, I got one from you last week. I goes, have you not just turned up? And I went, no, I've been here for 10 days. And she went, oh, do you not tan? And I'm like, I'm Scottish, darling. What do you expect? <laughs> she was like, get- oh, okay. <laughs> we don't get tan. I was, was going to pull out this, uh, pull out the Scottish racist card there, you know? So like, how dare you? How dare you? You got easily offended, caused a scene. I said, Scottish lives matters, Derek. That's what it's like. <laughs> that's what it is but Derek thanks for coming on uh, it's I've been I've been uh, as soon as you can uh, can uh, we got in touch I was like oh I look forward to getting you on sort of thing you know and uh, I looked through your Instagram and I looked through it for about five minutes uh, actually probably about five seconds before I got extremely jealous I went fuck you Derek look at you look at you you chiseled from granite and there's me with my I've still got my lockdown belly I'm going damn it look at you but uh, <laughs> but you are a yeah, you're into your fitness, mate, aren't you? Um, yeah, I'm in the fitness world. Um, I own Derek Newborn Fitness, which is a worldwide online fitness coaching business. Um, also, um, an owner of the Newborn Blueprint, which is a um, men's mental health kind of advocacy program um, because I've had my mental I- issues as a direct result of being able, unable to handle the success I've had within the 
um, fitness world and the modeling world. So now I, it's kind of a I'm kind of on a crusade to help men avoid the pitfalls that come, the kind of the unspoken pitfalls that come with, you know, the attention of, um, I guess, the physical attention and, you know, the social media attention from strangers yeah. can be very disruptive if you're not equipped. And I clearly wasn't equipped with it. And it took me on a massive um, downward spiral. Um, I mean, did did you start off? Because you said you're obviously doing. You, you said you're into like kind of the like kind of fitness mom. Were you always into like your fitness as a young kid sort of thing? Were you always like kind of uh, like athletic and wanted to be like that sort of thing? No. Nah, so essentially, actually, and and I was naturally athletic. However, when like working out at the gym, I didn't want any part of. And in fact, in in high school, I was um, very good at basketball. Got me got me to college and all that. But during my high school years, they would try to make me work out. And I just, I would, I would go hide, literally go hide in the cafeteria or hide somewhere. Um, so I was never into actually working out. I thought, you know, I was just naturally gifted. Um, and then as I got older and got, got married and stopped being athletic, I noticed. <laughs> everyone, I noticed that, that, everyone does that. You get comfortable, don't you? You get comfortable. Yeah. The beard barely comes out. You start growing yeah, your beard exactly out. Like I, I would never this is it. This is it's me right now. Me, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here chatting to you right now, and I'm sitting here with like kind of scruffy beard. I've got a sweatshirt on, which you can get from the, uh, the my uh, new online store, by the way. Plugging my own stuff, and I'm just sitting. Here, I am the epitome of comfortable. I'm in a relationship now. I've been there for a while, so I'm like, yeah, I don't need to impress anyone. She likes me. I'm happy now. Yeah. So that's that's essentially what happened to me. I got lazy, and I noticed I was putting on. I wasn't by any means overweight, but I was definitely getting the beer belly and I was unhappy with how I looked. My marriage was suffering. Um, I hated my job and I was like, you know, this just can't be like my life. Yeah. So that's when I decided to get um, kind of committed to working out and trying to figure out the whole fitness world on my own. Um, a couple years of me getting it completely wrong. <laughs> um, lots you just, of, lots were you just like going to do, I was going to say it was a lot of learning by doing sort of thing. Yeah, like I, I would literally just buy every men's health magazine and just try to copy everything they did. Yeah. And, um, but seriously, after after a couple of years, I finally was able to create a transformation. And that led to, you know, me helping my friends do that, get their transformation. And then okay. finally, I um, decided to commit to it 100%, 100% and became a um, personal trainer um, and actually got very successful with that as far as my client base and all that and then was um, discovered through a talent agency for my social media and then became a full-time um, fitness model and of course wow. that also exploded my um, fitness business did they did they, you said about the agency did they just contact you like through what like kind of like facebook and instagram and stuff like that was it yeah so it's a funny story um yeah one of my pics got shared by like a, a fitness page right okay and then and that's, and that's, that's, a, that's an achievement in itself. You know what I mean? If somebody else is sharing your stuff, that's must make you feel yeah. Like awesome. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was crazy. And so I got a met, I got a DM from somebody saying they're an agent in Miami. And I was like, okay, right. The whole <laughs> typical, get, send, send me five grand for some headshots yeah. and I was sending you the headshots over. <laughs> yeah. So, so I kept brushing them off because Miami, Miami is only about two hours away from where I live. Yeah, yeah. kept brushing them off and long story short they're like hey just drive over if it's 
nothing like I say. Obviously, you're six foot six and two hundred some pounds. You can you can just yeah. walk away. And lo and behold, I ended up um, going over there and meeting them, and it was a hundred percent legit. Ah, oh, wow! And it, it just took off. It just took off from there. Where did your mind wander to on the travel in there? Are you going to walk up and go, this better not be like some sort of like a porn set? Is it going to be some sort of dodgy thing happening? <laughs> Am I going to be, you know, what's going on? Because I would be sitting there going, I would be, every scenario would be going in my head at that point. Yeah. Like I, I just imagined like the door opening and probably like a hundred naked dudes like, hey, welcome <laughs> to the gang. Welcome to the gang. Man. I'd be like, <laughs> pick a number. <laughs> yeah. That's like the worst case scenario I had in, had in my head. Like, I'm going to just have to fight a bu- hundred naked dudes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably filmed that. You could make millions from it. There's, there's probably someone out there with people like that. So, but so it, it turned out to be pretty legit then, yeah? Yeah, so it, it was 100% legit. And, um, you know, that I could remember back when I was married doing construction, I was scrolling through. I don't even know what the social media was at that time. I think Tumblr or something. And I was like, damn, if I could ever, you know, how amazing that'd be to make a career out of fitness and out of, yeah. working out i so mean how, now, how long how long ago was this was it like five six years ago something like that, or a bit longer my the modeling yeah the modeling um i walked away from about two years ago so it started about five years ago yeah so it was right during the time with everything booming really to be fair when, I, when everyone was like this is just yeah. went whoosh skyrocketed all these social media yeah. accounts yeah so i was literally like i, I was living my um, dream traveling full-time getting paid to work out, getting paid for people to take pictures of me and stuff. Um, That's awesome. So it was, it was all great on the, on the outside, on the service level, but my private life and personal life, it was taking a massive um, toll on me because what people don't realize is when you're at that level of fitness modeling, like you have to look a certain way Mm. 24 seven and you're always, and the more photo shoots you do, you only want to look better than the last one. And eventually you have this, you're never satisfied with yourself. And now you start only seeing the negatives in yourself. Like I, every time I would do a photo shoot, um, the agency would take body measurements and they, I had to have certain ratios for my Joking. shoulder. Basics. Yeah. So you had, to, you had to hold those year round, right? Because there's no off season for photo shoots. Cool. So it's it's hard to have a real life and a relationship, yeah. friends and stuff, and still be able to, to operate. You have to be balance. really strict with everything that you do. Yeah, you, you can't eat that much. You can't drink. You can't like obviously go and party all the time that you should do at your age, sort of thing. You know, it's it's yeah. oh man, I don't know. I, well, no wonder you kind of went a bit kind of downward turn because that would drive me insane after about a week. I'd be like, yeah. no, I am going to McDonald's, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is no exaggeration for. For a little over two years, I only ate 10 different foods two years straight. I bet one of them was chicken. Chicken, (laughs) uh, ground turkey, sweet potatoes, white rice. Oh, Jesus Christ. Egg whites and like protein shakes. And that's just, it just, I bet you, did it make you like kind of fall out of love of food? It's like you just kind of, I just don't want to have anything to eat because it's just so bland. Yeah. I mean, it literally, um, all my meals were pre-made for me. Somebody would just deliver them um, and I would just eat them. So it was just, it, there was no like excitement of going out to dinner with my girlfriend. There was no excitement of going to get drinks with my friends or anything. And that, yeah. that lasted 
at least two years, two years straight. Two years, Jesus. That's fucking yeah. horrendous. Oh, yeah. good. No wonder, man. That's fucking brutal. I mean, so you, you mentioned that you had all oh, your in like kind of relationships and all that sort of stuff as well during that time. I mean, it would, mm-hmm. did that, what you mentioned it affected it. I mean, what sort of like an effect did that have on it sort of thing, you know, in relationships as well? Um, well, like I said, that was, I was essentially living out my dream. So at that point, my mindset was like, this is everything. Everybody, everything else is going to take a back seat. Yeah. And the woman I was dating, you know, when we started dating, I was not a fitness model. That's not what she signed up for. So she right? wasn't in the industry and what that at all. She was just like, kind of from back home, you know, yeah. and all that sort of stuff to say, to say that he's, he's all right. He's getting a little bit trim. <laughs> I can handle that, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, we went from, you know, date nights, vacations, partying to her taking a, taking a back seat um, to it. And so Took that uh, creates, creates a strain. And I was having, um, I was battling massive depression that runs in my family and I was um, kind of ignoring it. And so I would get home from these modeling trips and stuff and just be back to my depressed self. That's right. obviously had another strain to. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. The, the situation, yeah, and um, and I was dealing with a lot of abandonment issues prior to this relationship through my childhood and my marriage and divorce and um, a lot of things. So I found my coping mechanism was attention from other other females. Yeah, yeah. So obviously that creates a vicious cycle of being fitness model, seeking attention from females and then coming back home and trying to be naughty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that led me to a downward spiral because those actions I knew inside that, that not, that's not, that wasn't who I was. Mm. Like it didn't make me feel good. Um, And that cycle kept repeating itself and, the more it went on, the more I hated myself and the more obsessed I got with how I looked or people's uh, opinion of how I looked, et cetera, et cetera, until it essentially just completely blew up in my face and everything came out in the public. And um, especially in, this is kind of a small town. So like everybody knew the situation. So, so basically everyone knew what was going on. I hate it. Oh, that's horrible as well. Cause you can't keep anything to yourself you can't keep it under wraps it's it's yeah. out there so which makes you i can imagine you wouldn't want to go outside is that what happened you just didn't want to go and move out i just want just yeah. stay, well, be closet yeah because you know as also during that part of my life when i would come home it got to a point where people wanted to hang out with me to talk about fitness or talk about my six-pack or to talk about <laughs> whatever you know what i mean there were, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a real connection with somebody that was like, hey, man, let's go get beer and talk about yeah. Yeah, sports just... or whatever. So I lost complete touch with any any sort of reality. And so that was already well known in this town. And then when everything came out, that just pushed me even farther removed from from reality. Yeah. Um, and that led to a even deeper, darker place, the darkest times I've ever got to that led to um, two suicide attempts wow yeah so i'm in the recovery process of getting back to enjoying fitness getting back to enjoying working out and trying to find like where i fit in in day-to-day society because i'm still gun shy from everything that um, got exposed and the trauma that happened to me yeah and i'm still trying to get back to 
not feeling so jaded about my time as a fitness model. That's cool. You, you mentioned there, you said you're, you're, you're coming out of it. What was really the kind of catalyst to say that, right, this, the needs to, I need to sort this, I need to change yeah, what my so, life's like. So essentially when everything came out, there was a unplanned intervention that the essentially females had with me. Oh, did, you, did you have a proper, do you have the big banner up as well? <laughs> it was it, it wasn't planned but it just so happened that we all wound up in the same room so the, and, but it, just by chance i mean by my own actions on accident oh okay but, all right yeah so they you meant to be there it wasn't just like oh you guys are all here this is a first that you were out like, oh, oh, the, the penny drops you're like oh fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah so essentially you know i ran out of um people to lie to right essentially right. what essentially what it comes down to mm. um and so uh, when i left there i had to take an honest look and call out all my bullshit because so long it was you know blaming people for not understanding me blaming people for not understanding the pressures of being the fitness model or yeah getting angry or, and angry at all that sort of thing yeah, yeah yeah blaming everybody else but myself and then when i looked at myself i'm like dude you're fucking creating all this self-destructive behavior because you don't know how to tell the truth anybody you don't even know who you are at this yeah. point um and that's when i just i had to realize that i had been living life as a selfish narcissistic person for for a, a lot of years and the only way for me to change is to start acknowledging my own bullshit and taking extreme ownership for mm. only, not only the damage i did myself but damage to my family damage to my partners damage to friends um, and just had to start re rebuilding myself and, and, and finding myself again. And that's, that's, a, that's a hard thing to do as well, that realization, because I mean, you, you have to really kind of strip yourself down, really, to be fair, to the really the, the most vulnerable you've ever been. And, and especially when it comes to obviously guys and all that sort of stuff, they do not like doing that. They, want, they don't yeah. like to be vulnerable. They want to, they, they want to have this like sort of like kind of masculinity. Like, yeah, yeah. They don't like people seeing in that state. So that to for you to do that as well is it must have been really hard. Yeah, it was it was, it was fucking hard because to be fully transparent, right? When all that happened, I could have just you know called my agent back up and said, "Hey, I'm back yeah. in the mix, full fledged." Could have found somebody else to give me attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just didn't. I knew that wasn't that wasn't me. So, like you said, I had to essentially shut myself down and, and tear myself completely down and take as much ownership, um, get in front of as many issues that I caused as possible, um, and try to create peace in myself and try to create peace with the relationships that I damaged. And with that comes a lot of guilt and shame, and me trying to find how to replace that feeling of attention with my own self-love yeah. is essentially what, you know, led me to the suicide attempts because the suicide people that have those thoughts, everyone always says, you know, do, why would you want to hurt yourself? When, when, but when you're in that place, you're not trying to hurt yourself. You're trying to take away the pain. Yeah. I mean, to to take away. So that's what a lot of people say. It's like that when people turn around and say it's selfish, you know, it's selfish that you're all, Oh, I can't believe you're trying to commit suicide. It's selfish and everyone else. It's not that, that I can imagine that point in time. I mean, I've not been to the extremes as that. Pretty not pretty close, but and it comes down to it, and it's like you just want to take that pain away 
from you and the burden that you're putting on everyone else that's the sort of thing that goes through your head yeah yeah like i mean you when, when i sit there and look at number one realizing that i was responsible for all of her <laughs> and it was my own bullshit that i wasn't facing that led me to do this yeah and that made me more frustrated because i realized i could have avoided all that yeah if i was a if i was a a better man so like you said all that burden and shame of all the shit that you put people through like yeah the whole small town thing i was like there's i just need to get out be- get 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 sorted sort of thing and kind of get out of that sort of mindset which is great <clears throat> excuse me but you, you 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 kind of went through it so when you were talking about obviously all this sort of like kind of the, the attention and all that sort of stuff. Is this, is this like a normal thing? Is this like a, a, a common thing that happens in the industry? Because you, I mean, you, you've been round about like the different other models, male and female. Is this like a common thing that happens? Yeah. I mean, it's super common. Cause if you think about it, like I went from working construction to hundreds of people messaging me every day, <laughs> tell me how good I look. Right. Or, you know, people yeah. paying me a lot of money just to stand there and right so yeah and then you know people are just catering to you and then when people see you in public they compliment you etc etc you know what i mean so i think whether that's what you're looking for that's what you get and when that's all you get that's going to be all you know and how you start to start to operate um and you know i don't think that happens to every person in the industry i think majority but i'm sure there's some people that are super well grounded and and, and can handle that um yeah i can I I, I, yeah i mean it's the thing is when you think about it the people who probably have got like a bit more grounded i can imagine they've got um a, a good support system behind them sort of thing which majority of people nowadays especially don't have that you know they, they have like a partner or a good family can rein them in if needs be but i mean i can completely relate because i used to be like a bit of a uh, a bit of a knobhead back in my day sort of thing you know and i didn't have anyone to rein me in and i just went off you know yeah. and it's and it, it, you do you sit there and it, um obviously i had to do something simple but i wouldn't say the exactly the same to the degree as yourself sort of thing but i had i, I mean when i was like kind of being um a bit i know everything and self-destructive and all that sort of stuff i lost everything in the space of a day i lost my um uh well at the time was my fiance she left with a kid she took the car she took all the money and she took the house and that all happened in one day and that and uh, it was a good time that was that was a good day and yeah talk about it and then you look and you have to really do something about it and you realize that you strip it all bare down it, it was self-destructive because you go into a bit of denial everyone's out yeah. to get me you think oh i know better you wankers you you're, you're just you're the spiteful ones but they did what they had to do you know it's because of this what the energy and the destructiveness i was portraying out there so it's a better better pill to swallow that's for sure yeah it's super hard because another thing aside from living my dream as a fitness model the my girlfriend at the time my living girlfriend that we were together for seven years she was somebody she was like the dream girl like i fell in love with her before i even talked to her wow All I, yeah and so like every aspect of my life was like top notch on the surface level. Yeah. And the, the better my life seemed from that view, the worse it was in, mm. internally. And that just leads to massive frustration and like anger. anger and... Why can I keep my shit together? <laughs> save my life. And like you said, everything 
eventually people are like, you've left me no choice. I've got to, I've got to walk away from this. And it's sometimes when you, you look at it and you think to yourself, oh, I wish I did this, I wish I did this. Yeah, you do wish that, but things had to be go down that road for you to understand it more you you wouldn't if you just went even a little bit you wouldn't have like proper understood it you have to go you'd have to basically go from rock bottom to yeah. make yourself get to the you have to strip everything down and get yourself done and the whole world's against you you could be homeless you could have no job no money or anything like that and then it wouldn't it would only time that would really count when you when the, the penny drops is at that pivotal moment you know and you have to get to that unfortunately i think that's the hard part of everything yeah i think that's i think that's what most um men avoid they want to avoid being seen at rock bottom they want to avoid what rock bottom actually feels like um the same thing yeah I had to get the rock bottom and it's only been a couple months that i'm i've been comfortable enough to even speak on my story and even speak about the I appreciate that. even speak about the the narcissism stuff. So it's not, it's also, it's such a long journey. Yeah, of course. It doesn't happen overnight. Especially in this world when you can literally get whatever you want at the snap of a finger, <laughs> except your own shit. <laughs> except that all. So, I mean, you, you got over it. You built yourself up. What, what, how, how did you get over it? What did you actually do? I mean, people probably listen, could probably relate to it, you know, and sit there and go, oh, I could have did similar. How do I get back into normal? What did you do to kind of, build yourself back up again the first thing the first thing i did was um find a spiritual mentor okay so and i did that because um i'd gone through every form of traditional therapy right and it just wasn't helping and i went through um rehab centers medication and all that and it just was not not helping yeah just numbing like, numbing the pain and not actually fixing it but numbing the pain yeah or it was making it worse like i there was one point where i would train people in person at the gym for yeah. a couple hours and then i'd have to haul ass to the rehab center and spend my rest of the day going through those those treatments Jesus. and then come back and try to try to balance it all so my last resort was a spiritual mentor and before that i had no faith no connection to spirit no church or anything like that religion whatever you call it i had no no relationship with it and so i had to lean on that to get me going and that's how i found my self-love um and that's how i was able to acknowledge that my spirit will never abandon me like i've been abandoned in the past therefore i don't need to self-sabotage myself Mm. and that was the foundation that i that i had a spirit inside of me to lean on because I didn't have any physical people to lean on because of things that I'd done. Yeah. Right. So I had to, I had to start leaning on myself. So it's, it's that, that's essentially, that's a life or death situation because okay. I didn't have anywhere to go. So it's either you can leave this world or you can start leaning on yourself and start building from there. Um, and, and through that, it's just literally one day at a time. And then, like I said, it's, it's such a journey that, some days you're going to take steps backwards and some days you're going to stumble and fall. But yeah. It's about start seeing all those mistakes as an opportunity to become better, an opportunity to learn. Yeah, yeah. So as that, as that journey goes on, it wasn't so much about, I can't do these destructive behaviors today. It was more like, I know if I make this decision, it's going to lead to a destructive behavior. So let me make the opposite of this decision. 
So it's learning to see the signs before they actually happen and dealing with it. Yeah, I see because I know the patterns. If I if something triggers me into a negative space, I start talking down to myself. When I start talking down, I start withdrawing. When I start withdrawing, I either do something I regret or take too many sleeping pills or whatever. Yeah, you know? of course. So it's all about I need to stop the self-negative talk. And now it's at a point where I have a very strict morning routine because I still suffer from clinical depression. I still have mental health battles. And I know if I don't take control and ownership of that, the moment I wake up, my whole day is at jeopardy and it affects my business, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I have a very strict morning routine that gets me going in the right direction. Right. Okay. I can understand that. Yeah. Cause you start, if you start off the, the day, like shit, you're going to, it's going to affect you. It's going to affect you and you, and if you have too many of them, it's going to just, you're going to go back to square one again. So it's a constant battle really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Especially my, because of my job is very social. Yeah, of course. Especially social media and my clients in person and stuff. I always say I'm the most anti-social media, social media person out there because it's, <laughs> it's part of my business. But I'm trying to, I'm also trying to get back into a positive relationship with, with, with social media. Um, but yeah, so a morning routine and strict um, guidelines of essentially just making the opposite choices that I would have made years ago. Yeah, you right yeah, yeah, you mentioned going into like the back into the social media aspect. So basically going back into the public eye again. Um yeah, yeah. Biz. how was that? How's what? How was that getting get or finally making a decision to get back you put yourself back out there, sort of thing? How because you said you um, mentioned before about having that public eye, and you and I can imagine you thought a bit apprehensive because you knew that was a trigger, if that makes sense, you know. And how yeah. was that sort of like kind of transition? Did you just get to ease yourself in nicely, or did you just go fuck it, just go into it? No, I definitely, I definitely didn't say fuck it, go into it. <laughs> um, I it took a lot of help from my um, mentor to kind of get in the concept of, you know, essentially just dating myself again because I was I was hiding on my couch and self medicating myself. I'm essentially just hiding, hiding from society, hiding from people that I don't want to see. Etc. Yeah. Et so it took me a long time because when I was hiding, if I had to go to the grocery store or something, or I ran into somebody at the gas station, I always felt like that person was coming to me to kind of already with their prejudgments of what they've yeah. heard and seen about me. And it immediately shut me off. So if yeah. that person was just generally interested in me, I'm yeah. coming across as a dickhead because I'm already defensive. And, and yeah. You've got, off. you've got your walls up straight away sort of thing. Yeah. So it essentially, I got to a point where I could start taking myself out to dinner, um, taking my dog to do things. Um, and it's still a gradual process. I still very much have my guard up and kind of closed off um, when, I'm, when I'm out and about. But I am comfortable having dinner by myself, going to concerts by myself. And that's huge progress for me because I don't need somebody by my side, especially yeah. a female companion by my side to validate my experience or validate my self-confidence um but i'm definitely not not fully there but i'm, I'm working my way back into it that's good plus it's always nice going places yourself isn't it you know it's like if you want to go to the the movies or you want to go somewhere a concert it's good sometimes going yourself because you can just do what you want you don't have to please anyone else and i just let 
oh, I don't want to, I want to go this way. No, I want to go here. I want to get a drink. I don't want to go. Oh, fuck you off. I'll just do what I want. That's why I, I try to tell people because they're like, there's no way I'm going to do that shit by myself. I'm like, you should at least try it. Like, it's not bad. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. It's not bad to just go enjoy a concert by yourself. It's not bad to have like a nice dinner by yourself where you do whatever you want. I think I, uh, well, don't tell that to my missus. She'll be like, why the hell do you not want to go to concert with me? Um, it's better. Why is it better? Oh, Christ. Here we go. We're going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it just goes down there. So, yeah. so you got yourself back into the kind of fitness thing. So you you got you got yourself into back into your uh, uh, the, well, our fitness business because obviously you've got this kind of the, the blueprint you mentioned about earlier. Where did this come from? Where did this come about? Did you how did you can kind I of go right? I want to kind of get full blown back into it now. So how did I come across the blueprint? Yeah. Well, what what made you think? Just say like, can I? Is it kind of playing by your strengths, or was it just like, can I? I want to give something back. No, it was, it's been stern inside of me because I know there's so many guys that are in a situation of, you know, like confidence and, and power or successfulness in their yeah. domain that are absolutely dying inside in some way, or they're, in a, they're unhappy with themselves and the choices. They're having some kind of self-destructive behavior. Um, and I've pretty much, like we talked about, I've hit rock bottom. I've exposed all my shit. So why not put it in a way that can help other men and put it, and I essentially came down to what, what would I have need to see during my roughest times? Yeah. And that's how I created the newborn blueprint. Essentially, it's just, you know, I just map out how a modern man should be living. So it's not really highlighting their wrongs. It's just pointing them in the right direction of getting to a better a better spot where they're actually the man they're designed to be. So they don't go down the same road, you know, you're keeping them going down that road, uh, uh, right. staying away from right. it. Cause like, I didn't, the position I was in, I didn't have anybody where I could like, Hey man, I need to talk to you because I am doing some fucked up shit and I just need somebody to guide me. I don't need you to tell me what I'm doing is wrong. I already know that, but I need, <laughs> I need some guidance yeah. without criticism. And that's essentially what the newborn, um, blueprint is um and i made it so people if they want to they can message me and just say hey i am doing a b or c and i hate it or i have mm. done this in my relationship and i don't know how to go from here but it's so also yeah. honest place for men and it's also good for someone to actually get give advice who's actually been through who they can relate to because i can imagine um when you talk to people they don't understand it you know because they're in a different headspace and a different mindset and they they just say it's like uh can you not just be happy you know what i mean that old school state oh I've, I'm, I'm i'm depressed well just be happy then it's, it's so naive but some people think that's how it works but it doesn't yeah. but talking to someone who's actually went through it and had that sort of like kind of recovery as well and knows how to get out is so beneficial for someone who's currently going through it, who doesn't have anyone that can talk to. So it's a great thing. Yeah. I mean, there's still people like, like I said, I had, you know, the relationship of my dreams, the job of my dreams, the life of my dreams. And I was super depressed. So any normal person be like, what's that guy got to be depressed about? Right. Yeah, exactly. That's that, that provides me no, that provides me no help or no value when you tell me that. People, so people were people reluctant to really help you because of that because you got you got you've got the whole world at your feet yeah in your in your, your palm your hands why the hell do you need to i'm not gonna give you any and get a bit of jealousy and a bit of like kind of resentment oh yeah i mean i've heard i still hear stories about me that aren't that aren't true oh that, really just people making yeah. up shit of you yeah yeah <laughs> and um and people still car 
call me a narcissist for for taking ownership of my narcissistic behavior. Just say it's another form of me taking advantage or being narcissistic. So I've learned like I can't, it's not my responsibility to change people's opinion. All I can do is provide as much value for the people that are going to absorb it yeah. and, and just let it be. I'm not, I can't change anybody's opinion. Well, the thing is, though, it's like if they're going to be like that, they're going to be like that sort of thing, you know. And it's I've always said if you're not uh, if you're not got any haters, you're not getting any trolls, you're obviously not doing something right. So if you're getting loads of these people, <laughs> kudos to you, doing something right, mate. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely got those going on. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm just trying to create a safe place for for men or even women that have partners that are kind of showing okay. those those characteristics, or you know, if something if something's not right. So you've, so you've obviously used it as well as the, the mental health thing. You're using that knowledge as well, uh, fitness-wise, to kind of build them back up as well, like kind of physically and also mentally. Yeah, because I've I've learned it's so the physical and mental aspects they blend together no matter no matter no matter what. And obviously, a lot of men that aren't in shape, getting them into a routine to even um, treating their bodies better will naturally create more positive thoughts in their in their mind and then, as long as they can keep those positive thoughts in in check and not get overconfident and that's where they can kind of feed off of each other use yeah. your mind to, you know get you to the gym use the gym to remind yourself that you're in the right direction etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's like, why i created it, it blends very well with fitness yeah. also it's like a snowball effect as well isn't it you know the more it's hard. It's like getting that momentum going fast. It's the first step's always going to be the worst one. And you're like, oh my God, I can't keep doing this all the time. But as you mentioned before, each day, TKH day, it gets better. It's better. Then it becomes more routine than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's also good because you're not going to be perfect every day. You know what I mean? So it's good for men to have a fallback and have somebody be like, hey man, I messed up, whether it be in the physical or the mental and help have somebody to help you get back on track and say, the journey my friend let's keep it let's keep it going that's it that's it so i mean you've been doing obviously the fitness it's 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 been uh, uh kind of been out for a while now but what, what's what's in the future for derek what, what what's the what's the plan of action next you're just going to carry on doing this or you've got anything else that you kind of think about doing sort of thing i just want to um i want to be a stronger presence in the mental mental health world when it comes yeah. to I'm speaking engagements and and really highlight um narcissism because of, number one i feel like not very many people are talking about it and the people that are talking about it are the victims of narcissism not the actual narcissist in recovery you know what i've never really thought it that way but you're fucking right right it's all it is you always see is all you see nowadays is yeah i have been the victim i don't want to feel obviously say anything derogatory towards the people who are victims it's a horrible time horrible thing but it is like obviously the people the victims and they're not really saying much there's nothing else yeah fucking hell that's a penny drop for me there <laughs> yeah so i just want to i want to um keep using my experience as um as lessons for others to use and yeah. kind of start start unleashing my guilt and shame and seeing that it's a way to help a lot of a lot of people do you think do you think use doing this is like a bit of a ther- therapy for yourself as well? Yeah, I mean, once once I take ownership of things, nobody can really call me out on anything anymore. You know what I mean? Very they can, true. They can tell me what they heard about me, but I, but they can't 
You can't call me a narcissist. I've already proclaimed that. That's uh, I mean, it's the same sort of thing I talk, I, I mentioned on the, the, the previous show with Marcy. As like, it's like you could be, if you do stuff, it's like uh, being Eminem in the last scene of Eight Mile. Exactly. And, That's uh, it. I've used that reference so many times. Yeah. <laughs> it, narcissist can't call me a cheater. I've already, we've already tackled that. Yeah, Find something on. else. It's like, come at me, bro. Where else you go? You bitch. Yeah. I'll, fuck, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and, um, God, sorry, go on, yeah, go on. I was saying, between the narcissism thing and men's mental health, because we know men's mental health is always on the hush-hush, and it's there's no really avenues for, there's for no. men. So my goal is to spearhead that movement and create create men's retreats, have men's men's groups where we can be um, transparent and, and comforting instead of chastising and, and judgmental. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with the, the men's mental health, it's it, it seems as if it's, there's a lot of people talking about it, but then there's no one talking about it. If you get it, if there's a lot of, it's not getting the, the recognition it should get from the people who are standing up and talking about it. Yeah. Like I always, I always like in my example, like in my highest point of my, my career, if I was to come out and say, man, I'm struggling with depression and really need some help. There would be, crickets and people like this guy's got nothing to be depressed of yeah. and then let's just say you know two days later i commit suicide and then everybody's like oh man i wish you would have reached out to somebody or spoke up i said exactly so much through society that it's just got it's terrible i mean i always say that to my friends as well i'd rather i'd rather listen to your problems and listen to your obituary yeah yeah and as much as that concept is getting talked about it's i still don't see it out there like it like it nah. should be do you think it's ever going to change anytime soon? Because I know it's 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 getting a lot of uh, attention. But do you think anything's going to change, or are we just too too much? Society's been gone too far. Um, I think right now society is wrapped up in other things mm. that don't, yeah. that aren't as powerful. You know what I mean? Like we can talk about how men's suicide rates are drastically higher than women's, but nobody's willing to willing to take a change and i think it's so hard for men to be vulnerable that's why i'm trying to kind of be at the forefront and be as vulnerable and as transparent as possible so right. we can kind of at least start shifting it at least that person might say let me just at least message derek on instagram and you know kind of see if i get any any kind of feedback i mean i think it's, it's we're at a change you know and i think that's what it is because we're going from one sort of like kind of era to another and it's just our generation are the ones who are having to kind of set the foundations and pave the way. And I think that's what it is. I mentioned this before, and I've all, I always say this. It's like you've got your, say, like your dad and your old man and, and your grandfather. They're from the old school generation, you know, like, man, tough. Yeah, yeah. But then you've yeah. got us who are now kind of in that sort of, kind of transition of, well, not it's not like that anymore. But then you've got your kids who are the younger generation who are literally like, can I, they're already there, but we're like halfway between each one. And it's difficult to kind of find out where you stand in it. I think that's, that's probably one of the main things that's actually a catalyst of everything because you see it, you don't know where you stand. You don't know what, you, you want to be a tough male, male guy because you're, you wanted your dad to be proud of you. But on the other side, you're having to be vulnerable and you don't want to be vulnerable. And it's just a, it's a vicious circle. Yeah. That's, that's funny you say it. Cause, um, my father, he's he's a he's a great man. He overcame his um, trials and tribulations, um, 
and he's the same approach, like suck it up and stay tough. I'm like, I, I got that. I got, yeah, I understand. I got that. <laughs> and then on the other hand, I have a, I have a um, son and I'm, so I'm trying to be vulnerable with him and, and, you know, figure out where he's at with his feelings and stuff. And he, yeah. he's not, he doesn't want to open up and communicate like that. So I'm like in the little, I'm in the middle of each side trying to, trying to operate, but yeah, it's, um, something's got to change. And I feel like I'm going to be a huge part of it, to be honest. Oh, great. I mean, if you're being an advocate of that, I, put, I take my hat off to you because I think someone needs to really kind of take it, take the bull by the horns and lead the way. You know, a lot of people are leading the way, but there's not really, they're not getting anywhere, you know, and it's just chipping away at everything every, and every chip counts, if that makes sense. Yeah. And one, one of the great things about this mental health battle that I've been through is I got to witness firsthand how broken the mental health system is, at least in, mm. at least in our country. Yeah. Um, every time I was admitted or checked in, I had to answer the same questions and I just give the same bullshit answers. You know what I mean? And so it, there's very little relief in the, in the medical system when it comes to mental health. Like, like I said, I had finally turned to a physical, spiritual mentor to help me yeah. get going in the right direction because therapists, after your time's up, no matter if you're on the ground crying or you're having a great time, you got to go. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. See you next time or whatever. And the same. Are, are, same they just chuck, are they just fucking throw drugs at you? Just chuck pills at you? Oh, I don't, I'm, I'm, I've got really bad anxiety or I've got bad depression. Here's some antidepressants. Have some of that. Yeah. If they're not, yeah. If they're not strong enough, come and see me. I'll give you some better ones. And you're just like... That's just gonna. It doesn't solve anything. As I say, it just numbs, numbs, makes you numb. It doesn't make yeah. you who you are. Yeah, it, it messed me up worse because, like, every morning I'm taking depression meds. I'm like, well, why am I taking these? And I'm like, oh, that's right. I did A, B, and C. Yeah. But now I have a morning routine that doesn't involve meds. And it, and uh, why am I doing my routine? Ah, because I'm trying to yeah. progress. So it's a more healthier way of doing it. Some more. Can I, I, well, a better way, can I retrain yourself again? Yeah, not just chucking pills in the back of your throat, hoping it all go away. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm so vocal because I know it's not as easy as just finding a therapist or going. Nah, definitely going not. Therapy. Definitely not. Nah, I completely understand that. So, so we've got a lot of stuff happening with you in the, in the future, and uh, it's, it's great that you're, you're standing up. I know I understand it's, it's still an ongoing process, but. Um, I I commend you for standing up and obviously discussing what you've been through because it's a it's it. it's a brave thing to do because not many people have done it. Let's be honest, you're the first person that really kind of has stood up and go, "I fucked up." I'm going to tell you how I fucked up so you don't fuck up. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like I said, I'm just trying to be as transparent as possible. I I don't have anything to lose from it. You know, that's uh, of course. So. Derek, where can people find you? Where can we uh, uh, get to get to grips and get in contact with you? Yeah, so I try to keep it super personal on social media. So my Instagram handle is dnewborn. And then on Facebook, it's um, Derek Newborn. And if you just send me a message, um, like I said, I try to keep it super personal and um, friendly on there. So don't hesitate to send me a message on either one. Um, you can go to the newbornblueprint.com if you want to see all the mental health resources and blogs I created. Um, and then there's also DerekNewborn.com, which is, has all my fitness coaching and in programs and store and all that stuff on there. So if you just Google Derek Newborn, I think some stuff will pop up. <laughs> I'll be there. But if you can't, if you don't know how to use Google, you don't know how to spell, uh, there'll it. be links in the description. 
we'll put them all below so you guys can get to it easy. Because I know you guys hate clicking stuff you don't want to. It's like, oh, I have to. There's a link below, guys. It don't take much. We'll put all his Instagram and his Facebook in there. So there you go. You get no excuse now, guys. And uh, and obviously, if everyone's out there, um, if you are obviously suffering, Derek is a good guy to talk to. You know, you've heard his story. He's uh, He'll be more than happy to sit there and talk, take a chat with you, and myself as well, if needs be. But um, Derek, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Absolutely, man. I really, I really enjoyed the combo. It's a good time. I appreciate that. So yeah, let, if you want to go back on, it'd be good to see what you like over the next, see how your journey's getting on over the next uh, over the next year sort of thing. So hopefully you come back on and uh, next thing you know, you're doing some good stuff. Absolutely, man. I'd, I'd love that. I really appreciate you having me on. No problem at all, guys. Take care, everybody.